Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Good morning, Dee. Hello, Jackie. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. Mm. I do not have my coffee this morning, I must tell you. I have tea because I have a cough and a sore throat, so we're going with tea today. Okay. Well, I'll have coffee for the both of us then. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. Extra strength. Uh, Cheers. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited about our topic today, which is, I don't know what anything is for. That might sound strange. I'll say it again. I don't know what anything is for. It's a mindset. It's a belief. And it is so freeing when we step into that mm. mindset and belief. The mystery. Yeah. 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 I agree. I I think that really suspending your personal idea about what anything is for is probably one of the biggest gifts that you can give yourself in order to get into the flow of life. Wow. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, and it ties in to being the meaning maker, which was a previous episode. I'll, I don't remember offhand which number it was. I think, I think it's three? episode two. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it was two or three. Yeah. I think oh, you're yeah, right. Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so because if I don't, if I know what things are for, then I'm making it mean something. I'm giving it a meaning. Oh, well, it means this. I know what it's for. And if I don't know what it's for, then I'm really sort of letting go of that. Um, attaching meaning or assigning meaning to different things happening in my life. So let's let's start. I know you had a story that you wanted to share with us. Yeah, this is when it really hit me. I think it was two years ago. I went camping, um, and I was hiking, and I was with some friends, and we were off on a really wonderful, beautiful day, and. We started on a hike. We really decided we would stay with a moderate hike. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, I find myself in uh, an area where there were um, some really slippery rocks. And I thought to myself, God, how did I get here, right? And now I'm looking at the people that I'm with. And there was one behind me. There was two in front of me. And I'm looking at these slippery rocks. And I realized my shoes are not the right shoes to be wearing. And I don't have any like really great um, foothold on where I am. I, I got really, really nervous about being able to continue on this hike. And I looked back because I was, I was just, I was going to go back. I got really upset, really nervous, and also really annoyed that I got myself into this predicament. (laughs) And as I look back, I realized I couldn't, there was no There was no turning back. There's no way I was going to get back um, safely. So I looked ahead and I was petrified. It was, it looked to be really straight up and I couldn't tell when that part of the hike was going to be over. Mm -hmm. And so with a lot of sensation, like nervous stomach and, you know, I started to feel really um, tense in my shoulders and uh, I panicked. I, I honestly panicked. And all of a sudden, I just remembered, look at your feet. Just look at your feet. Like, don't look ahead. Don't look back. Just mm-hmm. look at where your feet are. And I kept saying to myself, 
be where your feet are, be where your feet are. And when I was looking at my feet, I noticed that just a like almost like, I don't know, 12 inches ahead of me was a, a spot that looked that I could put my one foot and I would be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just spoke to that foot and I said, look, that looks safe. You go there. <laughs> and literally, I, it was like one foot at mm-hmm. a time, just being where my feet were that got me to the next step and to the next step and to the next step. Right. And so, I, you know, being where my feet were became my mantra for getting me through that particular part of the climb. And quite frankly, in 15 minutes, I was out of it. Right. Like, So, but I I didn't know that at the time. I didn't understand why I got myself into that spot. I didn't know how I was going to get out. I didn't know what it was for, but I just kept talking to myself and really encouraging my feet just to be where they were and look at the next right step. Only that one next step just to continue to be where my feet were. And what I didn't realize until the end of the climb was you know, what a powerful life lesson being where my feet are would give me. And so I didn't know what that was for. I didn't know why I got myself into that spot, but apparently I needed that lesson. Wow. And it it all worked out. That's right. Well, and you just beautifully named the three pieces, the three aspects of, I don't know what anything is for. And the first one is be where my feet are. You know, as soon as I start making up anything that takes me out of the moment, like in that case, I can't go back. I don't know what's going to happen if I go forward. Be where my feet are. The second thing to remember is because I don't know what anything is for. And the third thing is the the belief, the mindset that, and I'm going to trust that it's all working out. So I'm going to take one step at a time. I don't know what this is for. I don't know when I'm going to get to the end and look back and go, oh, I now I see that life lesson that came from this. And it all is working out. Um, I have a I have an example of um, a time when I was facilitating, and it was I don't know a year or so ago, and I was with a group of engineers, and they were probably about twenty five people, and twenty three of them were men and two were women. What we were there to do that day was to look at mindset. To uh, well, we were there to you know do some team building, some planning for the year. Um, and some ironing out of dynamics that weren't working, you know, so well for them anymore. So one of the ways that that we decided to do this, we being me and the the um, people on the leadership team of the group that who I put this together with, was to really start digging into each of our own mindsets. You know, understanding how do I think about Joe over there as the project manager, and when I see Sue coming down the hall, what do I what do I do? You know, oh. Am I, here we go again, or, you know, so, so really digging a little deep to understand our personal reactions mm-hmm. to each other and to situations. Um, so anyway, one of the exercises I had planned was around mindset, really just take getting out of our own mindset and beginning to wonder what it's like to be in that person's shoes, wondering about their challenges, their, the obstacles they're facing today, et cetera. So I teed up what we were going to do and they broke into their small groups and every small group was standing there in front of their flip chart silently looking at each other with blank flip charts like you know I don't know where I don't know what we're supposed to do I don't know how to start this and one of one guy came over to me and he said you know you're asking us to empathize we're engineers we don't do empathy and like the feeling in the room was why are we being asked to do this we don't do this we don't you know this is this is stupid um 
And, you know, this had, this was three quarters of the way, well, maybe halfway through the day, whatever. But so, you know, it had been um, a journey of asking them, inviting them to think in new ways, to consider new things. And I think that they had just sort of had enough of that. So at that point, I started to not stay where my feet were. And I went way ahead. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? They hate this exercise. They're not going to do it. They're not going to be able to do it. They're going to, they're never going to hire me again. They're going to, you know, I I just started to make up a whole story about what was going to happen. And mostly though, was the fear of, I don't know what to do right now. I really, again, got panicked, as you said, and it was a different kind of panic, but it was still that fight or flight that went off. And I, and I did thankfully have that, you know, that bright spot, that spark in my mind that reminded me, no, no, yeah, they're resisting this, and you don't know what this is for. This resistance may be exactly what they need right now. Um, so I, I brought myself back to my feet, which is right here in this conference room at two o'clock in the afternoon, um, right. and reminded myself that it's okay because it's all working out. So that idea of it's all working out helps me to really start to believe in my heart and my mind that this is okay. If they're feeling resistant, that's okay. If they don't have anything to to write for five minutes, that's okay. You know, whatever's unfolding is okay because ultimately this is all working out. And I don't know what it's for. And ultimately learning, I mean, I I think one of the things that it was for was, um, you know, sometimes we just really need to to be in our resistance for a few minutes and to experience it. And so I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I think that's what I did was just, you know, name the elephant in the room we don't like this exercise, do we? How are you feeling right now? Or whatever. And, you know, and forget the exercise and begin to vocalize what was happening in the room. So now everybody's being where their feet are. Um, so it was a really cool, it was really neat to see as a facilitator, and this certainly applies to team leaders and parents, that we are in a position not only to be where our feet are and to detach from giving anything meaning, because I don't know what it's for, to trust that it's working out, because as I do that, then I allow people in the space around me to also do the same thing. I invite them into that. Whereas me as the leader, if I get caught up in my own belief of it's not working out and, oh my gosh, it, I give it meaning. They don't like me. They're not going to like, the, you know, they're going to, this is going to be a crappy day, you know, whatever meaning mm-hmm. I make it. I'm, I'm sort of steering the whole experience for everybody at that point. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that's important Dee, because I know that when I try and figure it all out, and I try and control all the moving parts. Number one, I feel a tremendous amount of stress. Right. And number two, there's no way that I by myself could actually think of all the things that possibly could go wrong or, you know, to, to head everything off at the past. Yeah. So oftentimes when I am willing to say, wait a second, where are you? Okay, here are your feet, you know, be where your feet are. You don't know what this is for. You trust everything is working out. All of a sudden, I relax. So now I'm not in fight or flight. Now I can, you know, my, the part of my brain that it makes good decisions and can think clearly is back online. That's right. Yeah, you know, as we're having this conversation, I'm really struck by how important that third part of this three-part model, that perspective of it's all working out. Yes. As I step into that and really get there and believe it, it everything changes. Um, it's very freeing. It really to, is. To, yeah. 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 Because as you just said, I can't know. I, I don't have to. Well, first of all, I, I can't. I'm not in control of 
everyone's feeling in that room or what they're going to do next. But if I can believe that whatever's going to happen, however they're going to feel about this day, it's okay. It's all going to work out. That's so important. And it invites me, as you said, to relax, but it also invites me to look at them a little bit differently not look at them as obstacles to getting through the exercise that I think is going to be really amazing and you should just do it. Mm. You're, you're, you're giving me a hard time or whatever. Um, because you know, we can start to see the other person or other people as obstacles. Right. And then, you know, and that leads to its own set of, uh, thinking patterns that are not usually very productive, but I, I can look at them just as they are people that are uncomfortable with what they were just asked to do and how might that feel to be them right now, you know, and, and bring a little compassion to it. And just, as I said, name what is acknowledging what is right. Yeah, exactly. And I also think that when you are willing to trust that it's all working out, um, one, you can give up the need to know how it's all working out, you know, because mm. really the how is none of your business in a way, you know, like yes. I always say. But the other thing is that it gives you the bandwidth just to to move into the mystery mm. of life and to allow this, you know, the synchronicity and the serendipity and the miracles to occur. Ah, I know, it. I know I just um I just had an experience with some outpatient surgery. At first, when I was, you know, when I heard that I would have to have surgery, you know, what's the first thing that happens? You get panicked, you you feel some discomfort, you're worried, you're afraid. And the surgery had been scheduled for a month out. And as I was, you know, freaking out about it, I said, wait a second, where am I? Mm. And I just looked down. Oh, wait, um, you know, it's November at that point. It was November. Be in November 8th. That's right. Don't be in December 8th, Right. And so, because November 8th is where you actually, where your power is, right, in this day, in this moment. So I just, I stayed there. And then I thought to myself, what can I do between now and then? Well, what's there to learn? You know, what is, what's the healing process that I can start to embark on based on this diagnosis? And I did that. And then it was like, you know what, if you're going to have this surgery, trust that everything is working out. Everything is working out. And that was my mantra. And when December 8th came and I had that outpatient surgery, I was calm. I was confident. I was, um, I felt peaceful. I felt trusting mm-hmm. of, the, of the team that I was with, of the outcome. So I, I think that using that mantra, be where your feet are, I don't know what anything is for, and it's all working out, comes in so to be so useful no matter what you're navigating through. Absolutely. And so I would really encourage people to give that, you know, to give that some some practice. Yes, most definitely. Uh, it's it That did become the, I don't know what anything is for, became a mantra of mine for a while while I was sort of playing with the idea and like just, you know, not knowing. Is this, could this really be true that I don't know what something's for? Because I think we, we think we know things until we realize, wow, we didn't really know as much as we thought we did. So, you know, all my life I thought I knew what things were for, right? And so playing with that idea was foreign. But it slowly began to reveal itself to be true over and over and over again. I thought I knew how this was going to go or why I was asked to do this or do that or or not. Didn't, you know, didn't get that client or whatever. And 
turns out every single time we get down the road a little while, a little bit later and it's like, oh, something else reveals itself that I couldn't have seen at that at that moment. And so what happens or what has happened for me and what I believe will happen for others is, you know, we, we do start to trust in that mantra as we see it becoming true over and over again. And then it becomes a lot easier to just go there right away. Right. And, and I, the, yeah. the other thing is, you know, sometimes when you say, okay, I don't know what anything is for, what that opens up for me is this curiosity. Instead of judging, I know what this is for, this is good or this is bad. If I don't know what it's for, I can start with, wow, I wonder what this is for. I wonder what it's for, yes. I wonder yes. what this is for. I wonder what the learning is here. You know, I wonder what my growth opportunity is here. And again, what does that do? It creates spaciousness around the event. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just say one more thing about this. Last week or two weeks ago, I went to yoga and the teacher, it was like this hot yoga class, and the teacher said, what are you going to leave on the mat besides your sweat? <laughs> and I thought it was a great question. I thought, gosh, I would love to leave my idea of, about myself on the mat. Mm. You know, I would love to leave the idea about, and then I mentioned another name and another another you know construct and you know because I, I think it's so much freer if you go into relationship you go into conversation you go into um you know just meditation or whatever with this free mind yes. not having to absolutely be sure what anything means or what it's all for but just trusting that it's all mm, working out i love it very beautiful so in our worksheet that we'll put in the show notes, we're going to list those three aspects of it. We'll share a little bit about how to do that. You know, maybe some questions to ask yourself to stay where your feet are, to remember we don't know what anything's for, trust that it's all working out. Because this is, you know, this is one of those um, things that is a part of our life's journey, yeah. like learning this. This is part of our life's journey. When we, right. when we fully embrace this construct someday, um, boy, life, life changes, you know, relationships change. So this is, this is one of those things that, yes, it's a leadership tip and a leadership skill, and it's also potentially life changing. Yes. So it's not something that we may say, these are the three way, three things involved. You go out, you try it and okay, great, done, did that. This is really a life's journey. So, um, and it'll look different for, you know, people will, will it'll look different for each person. You know, we yes. all may move through those three steps a little bit differently. Right, right. And, and use them differently. Like, you know, if, if I'm busy in, you know, thinking about the end of my day and it's the beginning of my day, I'll just come back to where my feet are. That's right. Like it's not useful or helpful to be in four o'clock when it's 8 a.m., you know? Um, well, <laughs> well, I'll also say this, that I wrote a blog post um maybe sometime in the beginning of this year, maybe it was last year, about that um, hiking trip. So the, it's more extensive. So we'll put that in the show notes also. And, um, and people, yeah, people can look for evidence of where they haven't trusted, you know, or where they have to make up where thing, what things mean and what everything's for and not trusting that it's working out. And then they can start to follow their own thinking and say, wait a second, what if I were just to suspend my idea of this? Uh -huh. What if I were just to even consider, would I be willing to even consider that things are working out even though I don't know how? That's right. Oh, man. And I'll, I'll tell you, you said something about, um, reminded me, you know, when you, I'm at 8 a.m. and I'm thinking about 4 a.m. and that's not helpful. This is a huge 
anxiety reliever mm. to really just stay where your feet are. Um, and I literally use this almost every day, especially during busy times. Things are so busy right now. I know we're all busy. Everything's just busy. And even just getting on, you know, I look at my calendar for the morning and, you know, oh, we have this time blocked out. And I can find myself going to all the other things that I need to be doing in that time. But that's, you know, yeah, I'm here. Right. Um, you know, in, in in any given meeting, any given phone call, um, you know, whatever it is. And if I just allow myself to stay there, I'm present and that experience is going, I'm, I'm working, I'm able to be in service of those who are around me versus when I'm, my feet are there, but my mind and my heart are somewhere else. I'm not really serving any, I'm causing myself stress and anxiety and I'm right. certainly not serving those other people. Right. So, Your life is yeah. now. Your life is now. That's Your right. life is not at four o'clock because it's 8 a.m., you know, something like yeah. that. But I think, too, I remember watching, and we'll put this in the show notes as well, I remember watching a movie called Peaceful Warrior, and the guy was a gymnast, and in order to keep him really focused and really present, he would ask himself three questions. He would say, what time is it? And then he would answer, it's now. And then he would say, where, where are you? And he would answer, I am here. Mm -hmm. And then he would ask himself, what's the most important thing? And then he would answer, this moment. Mm. So whenever I'm having trouble being where my feet are, mm -hmm. I also remember those three questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely add that to the show notes. That's cool. Yeah. Wonderful, as always, yeah. to talk about what's important. Yeah, right. I love that it's also right, you know, when we're recording this, it's, it's at a time where you know, people are still like hustling and bustling and multitasking and, and, and not necessarily being present to their lives and not understanding why things are happening in the world or why things are happening in their family or why things are happening at their company. Mm -hmm. And so that this might be the gift of peace of mind. Yes. And, um, you know, just, I don't know, that makes, that makes me feel really happy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Because so. I, I mean, you know, we can choose how we want to move through this time. Yeah. And I want to move through exactly. it peacefully. Yeah, me too. Well, cheers to peace. And cheers to coffee. Cheers to coffee. You know, I hope your throat feels better. And thank you. Um, yeah. It does actually. Oh, kind of forgot good. all about it for a little while. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Because you were where your feet are. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you have a lovely day, Jackie. I'll talk to you soon. You too, Dave. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com. And we'll see you next time.